Well, good morning, church. We're so glad you're joining us today. Um, regardless of what service you're watching, either the afternoon or the 6.30 p.m., uh, we hope that God's presence with you. The worship team was on fire, guys. I'm so grateful for the worship leaders that we have. I feel like I say that every Sunday, but it's so true. We have a, we're blessed with just a jam-packed group of talented people. Um, as you can see, I'm joined, well, with, by some friends here. From my uh, left, I have the wonderful Amy and Will Eifler. And in the middle, we have the Grace Ann. You probably haven't seen her for a while. She's here with us in studio. Come on. And then we have Kaylin. I mean, no stranger. You've seen him a lot on the stream. <laughs> and we're grateful to be joined. Hey, listen, uh, Eiflers, give us a little follow-up. How's, I mean, we're, we're, we will soon, we will soon have baby Eifler in our midst. How's it going? Fill us in. Fill the church in. Tell us a little bit. Where are we at? Well, by the time this goes live, he may or may not be on the outside it's true. because wow. we are rec we're recording this ahead of time. That's true. <laughs> um, That's true. But it's good. It's wow. good. How are you it's doing? It's a boy. We are, know you, that. are you excited? Uh, a little bit like fearful? Like, oh my goodness, is the unknown? I mean, where are we at? Where are we at emotionally? I, I think I've become less nervous, which is funny. I think I awesome. in the sense that I'm just like. I have no idea what I'm getting myself into, and we'll figure it out as we go. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, hopefully, yeah, yeah. the Holy Spirit can just jump mm. in and as needed. Please help us with our kid. <laughs> anybody spoken advice, like a true dad? <laughs> just right around the corner. When's the due date? I mean, when are we? October 26th. I know those things are never like like clockwork, but October 26th. Wow, so excited! It's his birthday. Yes, we're so excited, and you're still waiting on announcing the name. I hear right, but you guys, have you landed anywhere? Could you let us know? Have you landed on a name We've yet? landed. We've landed. Wow, okay, well, we'll hold off on that. We're sure we'll see it on Instagram or Facebook at some time. Awesome. And then, well, we have Grace Ann. Grace Ann, how are you doing? I'm doing well. It's nice to see familiar faces. <laughs> What's um, one of the most exciting things you've been doing during COVID? Well, exciting is a, is a low sure. bar, sure. but... <laughs> <laughs> the best I got, Grace. <laughs> Give us some ideas. No. Maybe you can help us out. I mean, you know, as a, as a young person in COVID times, uh, finding the roof of your house is nice. So that's been really nice. Oh. But I take the screen door out and I, I like it. you. Got you. All right. You know, it's not the most safe, but sure. it's sure. so funny. exciting. That's awesome. It's so exciting. <laughs> Got you, got That's you. That's my exciting. <laughs> All right, right. I can see how that would be exciting, yeah. And then we're joined by Kaylin. Kaylin, how you doing? Good, good to yeah. be here. Yeah. Again. I heard you. Um, <laughs> I know, I know. We are so fortunate. Hey, listen, we wanted to talk a little bit no about question. community groups. I'm serious, man. I, I'm not kidding. Uh, we're going to get into a little bit of discussion. I've put together some uh, questions about community groups. I mean, doing community in the age of COVID is hard, man. I mean... Everything has kind of been reduced to kind of online platforms. We're with each other uh, through a screen, much like now. And, um, you know, although things are tricky and different, it doesn't mean the need for community changes. We still need, I would say, even more so now than ever. And so we put together, I mean, we're by this time well into um, uh, community groups. You know, people are meeting and gathering. And so we want to just kind of use this time to talk about the benefits and um, why community group is necessary, why community group is necessary. So I put together some questions. I'm just gonna have this panel kind of rattle off their thoughts um, regarding uh, some of these questions. And yeah, we're just gonna have a time of uh, talking about why community is so needed and necessary. Let's start off with you, Amy. 
all the way, mother-to-be. Um, using your own experience, why is being a part of community group so necessary? Okay, so, <laughs> you know, it's funny. When I was first reading the questions, it actually took me a little bit to think about the answer because I've just, for me, a community group, a small group, whatever you call it, it has always just been like the non-negotiable of what I do. So I kind of had to think back to why did I originally come to a point where it would be a non-negotiable? And I realized that it's a, a way for me to add structure so that my life could be set on the goal of growing in faith and, and not falling away, even to say it that strongly. So to go further into that. Um, <clears throat> so to be honest, and we'll, we'll have honesty here, I, I'm not gonna give a percentage, but there's a very high percentage of week to week that I don't feel like going to community group because <laughs> the day maybe is a little more hectic than I thought. Um, dinner often takes me longer than I think it's going to take. And then what could have been a half hour, 40 minute sit down ends up being like a 15 minute scarf. So it's, it's for me, it's been one of those things where not in the moment, not going for the, do I feel like this, but me trying to provide that structure, that goal setting. Um, it, it's just that non-negotiable. And, and for me, part of that is because I would say, I'm curious to hear what you guys have to think, but Sunday morning is not the full expression of church. It's a part of it. It's a very important part. But I would say uh, Sunday service combined with a small group during the week is a much fuller expression mm. of what, well what, what you can get on Sundays well is not what you can get from a community group and vice versa. Um, so, in, and just to <clears throat> another quick point here is just going back to that structure. Well, why can't I just hang around some of my wholesome friends that maybe aren't Christian, but just hang around them? But for me, that, that very, I guess, common phrase, you become what you behold. Mm. I had to think about what scriptures exactly support that. There's a number you could look at. Obviously, that refers to Jesus, the Holy sure. Spirit. But there is also something to the, the people that you're around. Yeah, you become absolutely. like them. So Psalm 119.37, turn my eyes away from worthless things. Just kind of that... You know, um, and it doesn't mean that we can't have friends that partic participate in things that we don't want to, but if that's our only influence, that could become problematic. Um, or just even Philippians 4 8, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, et cetera, et cetera, you know, put it into practice and the peace of God will be with you. So that idea of not just by diffusion, but, but really setting our gaze and setting our intention on wanting to be influenced by certain things, and, and I want to be around other Christians, sure, sure. not perfect people, yeah. but people who are yeah. setting their, their, their gaze and their mind on, on growing and Amen. becoming, staying on the narrow path of sure, faith. Sure, sure, Now, you guys have a little bit of a different story. You've been leading, leading a community group since Go. Tell us a little bit about um, you know, leading your group. I mean, I think it's, to date, one of the most fruitful, meaning people are attending, there's always great testimonies coming out of the things that you're studying. Let us, let us into a little bit of the world of what, what it looks like and kind of the complexities um, that revolve around actually leading, taking that responsibility and being committed to a small group of people. Um, Sorry, yeah, it's off the no, cuff. Great. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it's really, so I guess to demystify for everybody, it's really not complicated. Um, I don't know if you were expecting a different answer, but <laughs> all you have to do actually is pick a scripture and then be diligent about like how you study 
but you don't have to have a seminary degree to to read the Bible. We can think, you know, good old Martin Luther for that, uh, because he was like, hey, people need to read the Bible. That was the whole however many theses thing. Um, I should really get better at at history. Uh, Leading a group is not hard. It's actually just discipline of being there and showing up. Like Amy was saying, like, there are many days that you just, you know, you don't feel like it. You're like, no, I don't. I have so many excuses. I could, I could do so many other things. And uh, I would say it's very much like going to the gym. Because I'm glad Amy was honest, paved the way for me to be honest. Like, I don't think I would study the Bible in depth. And that's, wow. Wow. I don't think I would, like, very often at all. Wow. Like, maybe, like, every once in a while. Because, see, here's the thing that happens to me. I sit down and I start to pray and have my quiet time. And I get all this, like, my tendency is towards, like, inspirational reading. Sure. So I just, like... I, I just read things because they make me feel good. And I, I know that sounds really shallow, but that's what I do. Like I'll open the Psalms or I'll like read the words of Jesus and I'm like, yeah, that's really speaking to me about application. But I don't get into like in-depth inductive Bible study on my own as often as I should. And that weekly rhythm of like, we're going to do this together. Yeah, at least once a week, which you should definitely do it more. But like, it's like going to the gym with a gym buddy. It's like, I wouldn't normally do this. And because there's that accountability, they're going, they're waiting for me. And like, especially leading a group, I mean, keeps our house clean. I mean, when we have people in person, like there's (laughs) just some discipline to it. It's like, wow, this really keeps life moving. It keeps my spiritual life moving. That's the amazing thing about accountability. And if you look into the psychology of peer pressure, it's not all a bad thing. Like peer pressure is a good thing when it's applied for good reasons. Sure. So anyway, that's, that's leading awesome. a group is not necessarily hard. You just have to stick with it. Mm, well said. Well said. Certainly want to give Kaylin and Grace a moment to uh, speak into this. Whoever wants to start off first. But the question was, using your own experience, why is being part of a community group necessary? Well, going off of what Amy was saying earlier, when I first moved to Boston three, four years ago, I was in grad school at the time. What was important for me is I didn't know anybody in the city. Um, I was dealing with a lot of anxiety from grad school, being away from family. And one of the benefits of being part of, at that time, I think it was college small group, was that it was a way that I could manage my intake in regards to the people that surrounded me. And that's going off of Amy's point, which is, I mean, obviously there are the spiritual disciplines of studying the Bible and things of that nature. But I think one thing that I realized is that I am the product of the people around me. And what I needed at the time were people who were following Jesus. And so my intake needed to change. And I realized that going on those Wednesday nights, I was encountering people who loved the Lord. And the other five days out of the week, I wasn't. And so I needed that because ultimately, even if it's just a practical benefit, going on a Wednesday night was keeping me from going out drinking and clubbing on a Wednesday night practically, right? Because ultimately I'm just spending my time differently now. And so I think for me, for someone who struggled with finding friends who love the Lord, you know, I had always enticed by the world throughout the week. It's another place of accountability, of encounter, of seeing people who are walking like you want to walk. Mm -hmm. And that's, that was important for me. It's still important for me. The same practical reasons three years ago are the same practical reasons I do it now. Mm -hmm. So it's a matter of one of the reasons that community group is important is a matter of intake. Mm-hmm. What we're doing throughout the week, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, mm-hmm. spending two hours with people who are chasing after 
um, God instead of chasing after other things, I think can be really beneficial for us. Now, now what do you guys personally, and anybody can speak into this, um, but what do you guys think the effects have been um, with COVID now? Is it still that same experience that you're, that you're experiencing online? Um, having that place of connect, even though with other believers, even though you're on a screen. I mean, have you guys noticed any difference there? Is it still feel meaningful and as impactful and as, you know, speak into that a little bit if anybody has. I know it's a question we didn't have uh, prepared, but if, if you would, if. It's, uh, it's different. Uh, I tend to be someone who either way has to be intentional about my relationships. Um, I think it can be easy right now in the midst of COVID uh, to take some of these Zoom calls for granted uh, as touch points with people because you're not there. Um, it can be actually a little bit easier not to attend, actually, um, uh, because it's almost so easy uh, to act as if uh, actually not make space in your day for it. Uh, so personally, I think that uh, I, probably subconsciously at this point, uh, I'm realizing that meeting on Thursdays, uh, even now leading, but before attending the community group that you two were leading, has uh, still allowed me to have a pulse for people's lives. <laughs> still gives me a pulse. Because um, one thing that I do realize sometimes is as the months go by in COVID, you begin to realize that there's much distance between people you and other people that you used to see re relatively frequently. Mm -hmm. And now you have no idea what's going mm -hmm. on in someone's mm -hmm. life. Mm -hmm. You have no idea mm -hmm. what updates, uh, you have no idea what they need prayer for. Mm -hmm. And we can drift very quickly from compassionately, well well empathetically engaging mm -hmm. with other people's lives. Mm -hmm. What our current setup does allow for is for us to connect again and make sure that we're still caring and praying mm -hmm. and thinking about other people throughout well the said, week. Well said. Anybody else want to speak into that briefly? No pressure if nobody has anything else to add. Kalen, well said. Thank you so much for that. It's just, I mean, yeah, I agree. It's, it's different, but it is, uh, I feel like our study got deeper, actually, personally. Mm -hmm. I feel like um, it actually became easier for some people to engage Um I will say at least this, uh, we, we got at least as much out of the Bible during yeah, COVID, which we're still in, yeah. um, but on Zoom, uh, we got at least as much out of our study, if not more. I don't know if well, I can say more, because like, it was nice to be together in person, um, but it almost felt like it was even more focused on the Bible mm -hmm. and more focused on study. Mm -hmm. maybe, maybe I just have a really like, optimistic view of it all, but it's been really cool. Interesting. Interesting. Sounds like the Bible for your group um, has uh, uh, allowed a lot of framework, you know, to, uh, to not only on a, a, a personal level in your marriage and running your home and being responsible, um, but also just like being true and just like, hey, look, we're going to study this passage of scripture. It sounds like it's um, really boded in your favor in a lot of ways, which makes sense if you think about it. Grace Ann, we don't want to skip over you. If you want to add anything to the last question, or I can re-ask you the first question, whatever you Want to yeah, shoot for I mean, there's so much to talk of, talk through um, this topic, but specifically on COVID times, um, our small group, we, I remember in the summer, used Zoom as a different way to do small groups. So instead of the uh, traditional uh, inductive Bible study, we used it to uh, share our testimonies. And I asked uh, people in our group to 
make a slide deck and like share a little bit about their lives and so like that is something you can't really do in person because mm-hmm, you need mm-hmm. a projector and you need to have a big wall and do all those things and so I remember like having that kind of outlet that different way to share your life and I mean not everyone did it mm-hmm. uh, but the few people who did share it was a, it was a facet into their life that I would never have known because one they're sharing different content but two like the way they're you know presenting the way that they formalized everything the thing that they are super passionate about because I just asked them what's your testimony or whatever you just want to share like what is an ambition or an aspiration you just want to share that we would never know unless we asked Mm -hmm. right and that's for me like that is the aim for community that we spur each other on we encourage each other but if I don't know what to encourage you towards how do I do that? Like, I can just, you know, say a general prayer for you to encourage you. But if there's something specific in your life that you are running toward, I want to help you. And so I think, I mean, I'm going off tangent right no, this now. This is great. This is great. <laughs> with Zoom, like everyone has Zoom fatigue and, you know, the Zoom etiquette is really hard. Um, so I think just even being a little creative like that was you know, fun and yeah. different for us. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, let's move on to our next question. And again, any one of you guys can start us off. So if um, you're prepared, go ahead. Uh, the next question is again, from your own experience or using your own experience, what are the benefits of being part of a small group? So we talked about why they're necessary. Now, what are the benefits? What are the things that we get out of them? Uh, anybody can go. I could share yeah. a quick uh, testimony um, from personally and I asked a few people from our group if they wanted me to relay anything so hello (laughs) (laughs) Um, but I mean you know necessary and beneficial right like necessary you know it's necessary for your spiritual growth right all the spiritual disciplines that everyone talked about you're influenced by the people you're with but in terms of um, the benefits like there is very tangible needs that are met right physically and spiritually right and you know for me I think the physical aspect of you know like uh, giving me rides (laughs) I mean that's a very shallow reason but like that's a real need especially in Cambridge and Somerville and uh, like other folks where after small group they uh like it was nine o'clock and everyone was going home, but one uh, one person needed a prayer on um, sleeping. Like they couldn't sleep at all or rest, um, and everyone just stayed for another half hour, hour, and we just interceded for her, that's and awesome. she had breakthrough. Wow! And that's a super yes, awesome yes, thing that yes. we can intercede that's for right. each other um, in you know those very tangible needs. Amen. Um, amongst so many other things. Amen. I'm sure everyone. Right. That's great. Anybody else? The benefits of being part of a small group is what we're talking about, our community group. Um, so adding to that, I can really speak to maybe in my own life and, and for anyone who can kind of even listening to us counter it with, well, I could just, the, the veil's been torn. I can just ask God to heal <laughs> my sleep. And, and so for real life experience to, to that thought of like, well, I can just, I can just do this on, own, uh, on my own at home. Um, but there have been a number of times in my life where I really am doing the disciplines because 
I know it's good for me, but there's a place where I really, whether I'm in a deep place of mourning, you know, losing a family member, um, whatever it is, there have been times where it's really hard for me to hear God when I'm in my room alone. I still do it just because I, I really take God at his word, you know, Jesus awayed, you know, to the mountains. So I'm going to do that. But then there's a place where I, you know, whether it's going to the house of prayer and we're not talking about that, um, or if it's a community group, but just being around people. And then all of a sudden I, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling that connection with God that I actually couldn't feel on my own. So there really is, there's a certain way of other people almost pave the way spiritually, um, where maybe there's this real hurt toward God that I'm still processing through, um, a place where I'm not really willing to be fully intimate with God directly. But it's hard, I don't know the full principle, but I think there's something where I can almost go on the, what's the phrase, the coattails? Like if Kaylin's praying something or if there's something on Kaylin, I can kind of like jump into that jet stream sure, sure. and then, you know, and even just do a little side prayer of like, God, I, I want to have that intimacy that Kaylin has. And then, and then there's that little, that little opening in my heart that was made possible by being around other believers. And then it almost, it, it bolsters my personal time with God later. And it might not be the next day, but it's, there's that real benefit of we experience God differently in community than we do separately. Um, and I've, I've been in really dark times where I meet before God, I feel in a fog, I, I go before him, I know he sees me, but I, and I don't mean like the warm, fuzzy, like ecstatic, but it's like, I'm not even feeling peace. Like I read the Bible and like the words almost jumble before me. Like I've been in some really dark seasons of mourning and just disappointment and different things, but a, a, a small group really, really fills in the gap for a lot wow. of that stuff. Wow. So good. So good. Anybody else? Anybody else? I, I just think that there's, there is a lot of, um, a truth in, in the idea that I think community group for me demystified my uh, Christian faith really to be honest with you demystified reading the Bible um, how to talk about God sharing struggles uh, being able to see other people do it um, to see that when I read the Bible that maybe like uh, other people have the same revelation as me that uh, maybe that is God speaking maybe I actually can receive from the Bible uh, maybe anybody can read the Bible and maybe the way that um, I've mystified it before um, has only been a lie. And ultimately, it has allowed me. I, I remember when I first, I don't know which, um, a few years ago, it was, it was a struggle for me in community group to share my thoughts. Like, I'd get really nervous. I'd start shaking um, because I always felt that maybe I don't understand. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this, maybe I need the degree, right? Like, maybe I need... Uh, maybe the four weeks, four days before this community group, when I was living in sin and I wasn't reading the Bible, disqualified me from understanding what God was saying right now. And I think what community group does is that it allows us to just take God at his word um, and only evaluate really what's happening in the moment, seeing other people share and saying, hey, they're going through a struggle, so maybe it's okay for me to be going through this struggle. Uh, and they receive that from God, so maybe I am receiving this from God. Uh, it's a point of reference to know that God is actually moving and uh, it's okay to be where you are. Yeah, I think like when someone had the question that I had and then 10 other people had the same question, <laughs> Like, it definitely demystifies the scripture and, like, the comfort that 
oh, we're all in this together and it's okay. <laughs> we don't have a degree in theology. Mm. Um, <laughs> you know, and like, I think, you know, it just, you know, being in a setting where it's okay to have more questions than answers has become like wow. super like, like healing for me That's because awesome. in past experiences like you did not you didn't really talk unless you had the right super theologically correct wow. answer and i think i mean going back to the first question of my own experience but like you know the leaders that i've had at community group with the stalkers and so many others uh they've just you know made the environment so um open and comfortable that wow. it doesn't matter if wow. you're a new new person of faith sure, or sure. 10 years or we were born with it or your parents sure. are pastors it's it was actually encouraged to have more questions and to think very deeply about it personally wow. for your personal self and so um yeah i think absolutely i was agreeing with you powerful um off script a question that wasn't again on uh the questions that i submitted um but we're kind of now just in the lane of addressing people who may be thinking about attending a group or have what would you say the benefits because i'm pretty sure every one of you have had the opportunity to lead in some degree or another but what would you say are the benefits as a leader leading a small group leading a community group you know because i i mean like i want to i want to talk to people who are thinking about getting connected to community groups but i also want to talk to people who are thinking about leading and so just you know if you, you might speak into that a little bit so i'll try to be quick but yeah it's i mean if you want to grow in leading anything first of all lead something you know so like <laughs> good I, point <laughs> I, I, I know this may, maybe that sounds like really no, oversimplified it makes total sense. <laughs> but uh again like it's that's why i said like you don't need a degree because you know a lot of people we we set we, we like imagine these insane lofty goals for ourselves and then we think well i have to be here in order to start and that's just not what it is and the community group is an amazing place to you know not only grow is starting to lead a thing and by the way, you know, like the way that we do community groups is we pair you up with other leaders. So you're not going to be lone stag trying to, you know, speak your inspirational thought that's perfectly <laughs> <For> theologically <sure. laughs> sound, sound from your seminary degree. And <laughs> you, you don't know, have. tell it to everybody who sits there and listens to you. That's not what's happening. You're just simply saying, here's a scripture. I'm going to make sure that we're doing observation and then we're doing interpretation. Of, sure. I mean, if you're doing inductive Bible study and there's other ways to do community group, like Grace mentioned. But um, the other thing that's so great about leading it and is so helpful is I don't, all of the best friendships in my life, the, the most rewarding friendships are built around doing a thing with a person. Interesting. And that is like a constant. I've built relationships around just, I like, you know, this person, I like hanging out with them. I've built relationships around while we go to the same church. It's only when I have built my relationship with somebody around doing a thing with them that that relationship has had uh, longevity and has had depth. Wow. And I've actually felt rewarded by that relationship. Wow. You know, as a leader, just be yourself. Real people see realness and sincerity comes a long way. And... Um, and to have fun. Like, I think funness in, in New England is hard. Sure is. Sure <laughs> is. It's not even a word. Yeah. Funness? Yeah. Is it's it okay. Works it works. Yeah, it works. Yeah. Thank you. I think you can add in this to almost anything. Well, maybe not, but I mean, most everything. Yeah, but I mean, I think 
you know, as young adults, adults, adults. Uh, <laughs> my goodness, my goodness. <laughs> it's okay. We all like know we who the adult is in the room. <laughs> but we have serious jobs. We have, you know, serious degrees everyone's pursuing, very packed schedules, and just having fun, uh, you know, is, I think, some people, people what or what people are drawn to, yeah, yeah. you know, Absolutely. and yeah, that's, that's, yeah. I just, I agree with agree. what's been right. said. He agrees with this message. <laughs> All right, yeah. moving right along, and actually we'll start with UK, if you don't mind. Um, the next question is, uh, what have you personally found helpful in deepening and sustaining long-term friend, friendships, excuse me, in connections? So... I know that this whole conversation is about community group, but one thing I will point out is that what we're actually seeking is community and community group is not community. It is a tool by which we can attain it. And so I I, I just want to preface that uh, because I think that um, there are often times where we want to be, it's it's, it's almost like a, it's a discipline ultimately. Mm And it's like many of our spiritual disciplines where we just have to trust the process. And for uh, many of us who are looking for deep, impactful relationships, we have to trust that there are ways that we can actually do that, that maybe aren't necessarily natural for us or something that we might have thought of. And personally, being engaged in a community group has actually, for example, recently, this 2020 has been a crazy year, but um, I've actually grown in relationship with a few people um, in our community group with Will and Amy just around hard conversations that we had this year in regards to race relations, in regards to pandemic, Um, and it actually wasn't in the community group. It was having that reference point that we talked in community group, but let's, let's touch base again. You know what I mean? So what it does is it spurs, I think, even our motivations for community. And uh, that's actually helped me because right now I'm not really seeing a lot of people because we're in pandemic and having a motivation to uh, a touch point to actually converse with somebody on another day throughout the week is super beneficial. And it's helped me build, I think, some uh, deeper relationships with some people. And that's just a, I mean, that's just a recent trend, right? Because of the, the predicament that we're in. Anybody else want to speak into that briefly? Um, I was just going to say, I think um, a lot of my, the, just personally from the, all, the friendships that I've built over the years have been built on small acts of, you know, serving, you know, the small acts of consistent, you know, kindness and generosity and giving. It goes a very long way for, to develop those deep relationships. Mm-hmm. I think um, going off of that, the the thoughts that I had were um, consistency and commitment because building friendship takes time, um, and and going uh, maybe another way to put it is give and take, and, and not like you said it's not transactional, but it's how we're wired as humans. Like it feels there's a place where if someone's only coming up to you to ask you, um, I don't know, I mean you can use like a marriage as an example or anything when it's only like. Hey, um, can you pick up dinner? Oh, you didn't pick up dinner, and then I like ignore you. I don't know. Like that's probably a bad example, but it's just it's it's just. But there's a natural place where you want to give and take. Someone might be in a darker season, so they're in a place of needing to take a little more. 
but then they're in a season where maybe they can give more. And I think what I see a lot too, and I, in my head, it just makes me think about Sundays versus during the week. But I sometimes, there sometimes feels like there's a certain pressure on a Sunday, let's say when we're not in this pandemic place, we're going together, someone comes up to you and it's kind of like, hi. And there's a certain place where you, I kind of feel this pressure of, okay, I need to c- connect right now. <laughs> like, and just kind of this place of like- We need to become friends right re- now. Right, right. Yeah. And sometimes it's just like, it's, it's a touch point, kind of like what you were saying. And maybe I don't have any need right then. Maybe I have plans right then, but there's something to, you know, you see them, you say, oh, hey, so good to see you. Hey, you know, there's maybe nothing else really to say in that moment. Oh, maybe I'll see you later during the week. And then maybe later during the week, something comes up like, hey, actually, it occurred to me, I'm, ha- I'm having trouble sleeping. Like, can you pray for me about my sleeping? Or it, it's just the more touch points you have, it just kind of happens naturally. And then there's, I don't know, like, I think sometimes there's this pressure where, okay, like the first time I go to a community group, I have to, I hope I connect with people. It, there's there's a certain place where making building friendship takes time and it's okay you're getting to know people your first impression of people aren't always accurate you know and you're like you hear someone make a joke and you're like okay and then later you're you're that late with a lot of my jokes <laughs> right on, they're like, like maybe it just like okay. rubs you the wrong way or something like <laughs> yeah. and, but then later you realize like oh that's not who they are at all um so i think sometimes people i guess and it's human nature. I'm not trying to like throw shade at anyone in particular, but I think there's a certain pressure on the church of like, you're supposed to meet my relational needs. And I am going to give you 30 seconds to meet my <laughs> relational needs and say the right thing at the right time. Um, but but it, it's, it takes that consistency um, of just for life to happen naturally and then to be available. So I don't know if that makes sense. But. It makes total sense. Total sense. Eifler, you have any um, thing to add, or is your wife? I, I kind of uh, I answered the last question with my answer for this okay. one, so right, cool. I have cool. to uh, pass. Right, so yeah. just rewind the tape if you want to hear that again. I guess <laughs> awesome. And we are um, we're 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 uh, kind of running low on time, but we'll get to our uh, last question here, and and maybe we'll start off with Will since he got off the hook on that one. And, and the question is this: uh, for someone who's hesitant about getting involved with a community group what would be your encouragement to them? Okay. Um, well, I don't know if, I, I hope this is like a God idea, like a good idea. Hopefully it's a good idea. You didn't even figure it out for yourself, but wow. this is what I encourage you to tr- try this. Try this. Just try it. I don't, if you've never made a list of priorities, you should make a list of priorities in life because I think that's something that a lot of us don't end up actually doing. We just talk about it. So if when you list things out, like what is priority in my life? I'm not just talking about career and you know, what are my, you know, big, like, goals, hashtag, you know, it's, I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not a good millennial, I'm very, very bad at this, I'm about to be a dad, okay, Grace, I don't really know how to do this, um, but, uh, you know, like, n- not just worldly goals, but spiritual goals, like, your walk with God, what do you, what kind of a person do you want to actually become, make a list of, like, what your priorities in life are, and see where church fits into that, <laughs> see where your walk with God fits into that, and then make a list of pros and cons of why you're on the fence about getting involved in a community group and actually list them out. Like, what are your hesitations? What are the things that cause you to want to be part of it? Don't just be on the fence. Actually look at why you're on the fence and then go, oh, okay. In order to make this priority as high as I am saying I want it to be, I should do this. And these are the pros and these are the cons and actually answer those and be like, oh, 
my con is fear. I have fear of opening up to people. I should think about that. I should process that. So anyway, those are just some ideas. It's awesome. Very good. Will and I answer these questions kind of separately. Um, by kind of, I mean, we answer these separately. We haven't talked about these questions, we actually. We didn't compare notes. <laughs> we, didn't, we, didn't, we didn't compare notes. Um, but that was kind of similar to what I was thinking is, you know, determining what your goal is. So if someone is, and that, going, that goes along with life priorities. So what, what, what are you about? What, what are you after? And there's a million reasons why someone could be hesitant. Someone, a lot of people have had relational hurt. A lot of people could have really busy schedules. Like there's, there's a lot of reasons. Um, but just, you know, coming to certain terms, and I think sometimes you have to be thoughtful if you just go into autopilot you'll just stay hesitant and never join. But if you're, once you start processing it with someone, processing it with God alone, whatever it is, um, if you're looking for a perfect community, like, mm. oh, I got hurt previously. And I'm sure we all have stories where we've been disappointed by people, where we've been hurt by people. I've been hurt by Christian leaders. I've been hurt by peers, people that I thought were friends. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, you know, you're like, oh, I think their friend group is like full. And I think they're like trying to, inch away from this conversation. Like I've experienced, like we all, I've, when you're in the church for a while, you experience everything because people are people. But if you're, but when you say it out loud to yourself, like, oh, I can't go because I could get hurt again, then you're, or whatever it is, then you're kind of realizing, well, then I, I can't, I can't work on this goal because I'm now I'm paralyzed. Mm -hmm. There's never going to be a perfect community. Relationship always requires risk. Um, you know, so it just kind of, it, it kind of helps you to realize what's, what's the barrier. If it's, I'm so busy, but then you realize you're prioritizing your, your soccer club over and you're, and you're going to soccer regularly, but you're never getting involved with church activities. Then maybe it's time for you and God to have a tough conversation. Is soccer more important or is growing in Christ during grad school or during whatever this, this important time of my life is, you know, for me, when I was in grad school, busiest time of my life. Really glad I didn't meet this guy because we would have never had time to date if I was in grad school. Um, and it just would have been... Oh, is, this, is this the first that Will's ever heard that statement well, right there? No, he knows, he knows, he knows he it was knows. good oh, okay. that we met after uh, I was I done with was grad the first school. Ever. It was just such a busy time of my life. But for me, it was, I did grad school and I, I went to my community group. Like I went to my small group. That was like, and then for me, the other thing was, I had to get 10 minutes a day with God. Like I didn't have time to do necessarily more than that, but I felt like I could swallow 10 minutes a day. Um, so anyway, it's just a matter of, but if I was prioritizing a dance club or something, I, I might not have had time to go to a community group or something. So would you say, uh, just because you guys, I think um, in this group have been leading um, a community group almost every year since you both started attending, Hilltop, um, would you say some of the same things apply to those who are maybe on the fence about leading a community? Uh, you know, just in the interest of trying to reach out to those who are like always questioning, should I start a group? Should I, you know, you know, on this book, should I you know, get involved here? Would you say some of those same things um, um, are, are, are also applicable uh, to people who are on the fence? Terms of leading. Well, this is probably makes me sound super unspiritual, but I, there's something amazing about accountability when you're leading something. So, and I, I actually used to host a, um, a prayer meeting at my home at six in the morning, um, at my previous church. And people were like, Amy, that's amazing. You're leading prayer. And I said, guys, it's a life hack. If I'm leading it. And if people are going to show up on my house, like yeah, yeah. I better, it, like I better yeah. be up. Sure. It's good. <laughs> like I, 
might have only gotten up five minutes before, like mm. no joke, and had the coffee pot set like the night before. <laughs> but like I attended. The people who came to my home, I thought were the heroes because they had to get fully dressed and they had to leave right for work after. So same thing for community group. And I, I, I say this as like a, I mean, I love Jesus. So it's not like, it's not like a weird life hack, but it's just like, okay, if I'm leading something, there's a certain level of, first of all, I better be getting time with God outside of this time that I'm leading. And um, also that place of, you know, in non-COVID times, or if I'm leading something, you actually have to attend. It's, it's just another mm. place of accountability. And, and then you grow when you know that you're shepherding people. Uh-huh. You're uh-huh. like, okay, I, I better go. Well said, well said, well said. Well, let's uh, turn the attention to Grace and Kaylin a little bit. If you guys want to speak into that last question, how would you encourage people who are on the fence um, and still kind of reluctant in getting involved in the group? Well, I can just go back to even my first response a bit. Um, When I first moved to Boston, when I was contemplating attending the college group, uh, it was less about understanding what the group could do for me and it was more about evaluating what I was currently involved in (laughs) and I guess and this may not apply to everybody but people who are like me um, I think the question that I asked myself is am I currently satisfied is what I'm involved in working right now because I was dealing with anxiety I was dealing with loneliness right and so it was less about okay like what can community group do for me versus I actually have no other options. <laughs> there, there is something that I need that I know that I'm not finding and what I'm currently involved in. And for those of you who know that you have needs that are not being met spiritually, emotionally, relationally, I think the question that you have to ask yourself is, am I currently satisfied right now with what I'm doing? Uh, because we can only do so much in convincing people that there are 10 benefits to community group. Ultimately, the only thing that will convince you to attend and really engage, commit in community is to understand that you need it, is that you need it. And so for me, what I realized is that I needed it because ultimately what I was doing before wasn't working. And so I just hope that's encouraging, not like, you know, <laughs> I'm pointing fingers because this is, awesome. this is my it's story. Awesome. It's really good. It's my story. And I know that for and for the rest of my life i know that whenever i'm struggling with a spiritual discipline i think about the alternative and knowing that those paths always lead to more anxiety always need to greater loneliness always lead to more stress and so sometimes i'm not always convinced by the process but i know that the other processes the things that the world offers have already have already told me that they don't work And so I think that would be my encouragement is to evaluate the other things in your life and say, if those things aren't working, why not try something different? So good. So good. That was really good. That was really good. (laughs) That was so good. We should end on that. On that note. (laughs) I mean, what I would say, like, I totally agree with everyone. I mean, any relationship takes risk. Anything with substance takes risk. And, um, and so sometimes it takes a little work, it takes effort, it takes being vulnerable. And, uh, especially in Cambridge, in Boston area, everyone's in and out. And so it's harder to sustain relationship. Um, personally, I mean, I, 
you know, went through a pretty challenging transition from college to um, like young adulthood. And because people are changing in your life, locations are changing, uh, you know, it's hard to have consistent people in your life. Um, and so that's why I think the encouragement is that you're not alone when there's, you know, a little fear that Will mentioned. Um, but to know that uh, to fight for community and relation. I mean, personally, I was like, let's have coffee. <laughs> let's have brunch. Let's do this. <laughs> like, you can ask, you know, my friends, even like Amy, I think I was like, Amy, let's hang out. <laughs> you know, hey, let's eat pizza. <laughs> you know, sometimes you just gotta like put yourself out there and, you know, like pray that, you know, it all works out. No. Well, this conversation has been very helpful to me, and I imagine it's going to be very helpful for those who are listening. Um, we, our hope is this, is that all those who are still like a bit indecisive about, should I get involved? Um, should I, you know, I'm only here for a short season anyways. Why take the plunge? You know, um, we, we want to encourage you to get involved. Um, and also twofold, I think, for those who may be a little indecisive about leading. You know, I think that's a big thing within our context, our community is like, People are asking the question, should I lead? Can I be responsible? Can I, uh, you know, rise up to this challenge? And, you know, uh, every other week or every week, like be faithfully committed to a community of people, a smaller community of people. And we just want to invite you in. We, um, we need plenty of both of those things. Um, and on that note, I'm going to ask Grace Ann if you would close us in prayer and um, we'll conclude our conversation. Father, um, what a time as this where we can gather together and just talk um, as a family. We are a family uh, to talk about community and the importance of a community group in our church. Father, I just um, I just pray, Lord, that you will um, just seal anything lord that was spoken today in each person's heart uh, whatever convictions uh, have been made i just pray your holy spirit may help um, every single person out there uh, to carry out and not live in fear or um, solidarity but to live um, god pursuing community because lord you created us for a relationship you created us to be in community with each other um, and i pray lord that um, you may bless each leader um, in our church i thank you father that you have uh, raised so many leaders in our church to uh, lead discussions um, in in the full spectrum of of things to cover and I just pray Lord that you will give them the inner strength and a download of knowledge from heaven um, and I pray Lord for those who are thinking of getting involved in community group Lord uh, that um, they may come to a place of peace and comfort um, and courage to be able to take that next step um, in in faith um, and so Jesus will you bless um, you know Pastor Daryl, Kaylin, Will, Amy, um, Nick, our camera guy. I just thank you, Lord, uh, for this church, God, and how uh, we strive to be in better communion, community with each other. Uh, so we thank you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.
Well, thank you guys for joining me uh, and serving our church in this way. Um, we love you guys, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>